So, if you like the bad boys, this one's for you. Welcome back to What You Missed On Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Weir, and today you'll be joining me and Kate LaChapelle as we discuss the season one premiere of Lucifer. While we make predictions about what will happen by the end of the season, we discuss things like morality, divinity, and characters with pretty privilege. <laughs> Just what can you get away with when you're good looking? Well, there's only one way to get to know, so let's dive into it. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kate. What you doing? Oh, I was just thinking about a devilishly handsome British man. Mm, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to uh, get started in talking about Lucifer? Lucifer? Yes. You know what? So much of my life has been spent talking about Lucifer. (laughs) In retrospect. But yeah, let's Let's talk about Lucifer. Yeah, I feel like this will be a more fun way of talking about Lucifer than what you have perhaps previously experienced. Yes, I can concur with that. (laughs) So So what did you, yeah, you go ahead. I was going to say, first, we should talk about what we knew before we went in, but it sounds like you were about to say the same thing. (laughs) I was, we we do have our format. (laughs) um I did not know very much coming in like I have I do have a number of friends that watch this show religiously Mm. but I swear I didn't I didn't do it on purpose but it worked (laughs) (laughs) um but I I honestly didn't know that much like I knew uh it's Tom Ellis right who plays Lucifer Mm. I knew that he was in the show um oh you don't know okay nah, I don't know anything. I'm pretty sure that's his name um I knew that he was in it and I knew that it was about the devil and I knew that it had been on network and then it got canceled and Netflix picked it up mm. and that yeah. is all that I knew yes so I knew less than you did even I knew mm-hmm. that it had been a network show And I actually learned about it when people were like in a stink about it. And then they were in a hurrah about it. Um, You know, when I got picked up by Netflix and I was like, okay. Um, I knew that it it involved the devil. Um, Was it? He was high. Resurrected by Netflix. It was resurrected by Netflix because you could say its fans were devout. We should really be stopped, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's all I really knew is that people really liked it. It was about the devil. I couldn't tell you what the devil was doing other than that he was apparently solving crimes for some reason, <laughs> but you know. See, that was more than I knew though. I did not know about the solving crimes. Right, like I just knew, like I, I knew about the solving crimes because I knew that it involved like a cop and you know him partnering with a cop. So I was just like, okay. You know, like you would think that crime solving deities, um, is Lucifer a deity? You know what? Let's not get into that. It's not really a deity. So we're just going to call him daddy demon. So like a a crime solving show with, you know, a demon. I mean, he's not just a demon. He's like the demon. That's why he's daddy demon. Uh, (laughs) 
he's the big boss. Yeah, you, you know, know it, it didn't seem like that far-fetched of a concept for you know the our present time. So I was like, I'll catch it one day. And today. And was today that was that day. day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. Yeah, it was a show that I definitely had been planning to watch at some point. And then it, I mean, you know how it is, just never got around to it. Yeah, exactly. And now I get to get around to it. Yes. Now you get to repent, mm, you know, for my sins. from your slovenly um, behavior. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Listeners, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I'm also not sorry enough to stop. So exactly. So. Okay. Do we want to talk about what happened in this episode? This Let's do. Introduction. Yes. And I always, I will say that I enjoyed the introduction of this pilot. However, I, I, for whatever reason, I feel like we've seen devil characters or, you know, demonish characters introduced in media enough times that for some reason, as this was happening, I was like, of course, he's in a fancy car roaring down the highway. Cause you know, he's a bad boy. You could say he's the daddy demon. (laughs) He is the the devil himself. The devil himself. And of course, they've got some song about being bad or wicked or, you know, at least it wasn't born to be wild or or something else. It's like no rest for the wicked, I think. Yeah. You know, they could have just gone straight for, I I put a spell on you. That would have been like peak cliche. But anyway, (laughs) how they did start. We meet Lucifer tearing through the streets of Hollywood in a shiny convertible, music blaring. And when he's pulled over, we get the first taste of his God-given gift. People just want to tell him things. And boy, do they. (laughs) After an admission of petty crimes and accepting Lucifer's bribe, Lucifer gets off scot-free to go to his piano bar and have a quick showdown with the angel Amenadel, who lets him know that God is running out of patience with Lucifer for banning his post of overseeing hell. And daddy wants him to come back pronto. <laughs> Neither Lucifer nor the show dwells on this as he catches up with Delilah, a washed out pop star whose career he's assisted in the past. He seems to genuinely want her to get her life together. But before she has the opportunity to put her promise to work, she's killed in a drive-by shooting, riddled with bullets. Hell bent on punishing those responsible, Lucifer clashes with Chloe, the detective on the case, a frosty by the book single mother who's got something to prove. Yep. And Lucifer does end up making some headway on the case on his own, but before long, he and Chloe are forced to work together to solve the mystery of Delilah's untimely demise. Chloe seems immune to Lucifer's charm, and the therapist they question picks up on this, perhaps unnerving Lucifer even more. While Lucifer uses his gift and Chloe uses her detective prowess, they determine that Lucifer's first instinct was correct and confront Delilah's ex-producer, slash jilted fiance they're on the mark but they are definitely not prepared for the gun that he pulls on them lucifer ends up saving chloe's life and makes sure that the murderer quote unquote gets what he deserves returning to his club aminadel is waiting for him with a promise of celestial war and lucifer has one in return to eat his heart we'll see how that goes Uh, And then it ends when Lucifer meets up with a therapist to fulfill his promise of having sex with her, but he wants something too. Therapy. 
And you know, I'm a big advocate for therapy. So good on you, Lucy. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, go Lucy. You get that therapy. <laughs> I Before we get into like the actual like plot and characters and whatever, I just have like one quick bone to pick with this show. Yeah. That happened in the first just mm, one. five minutes. What? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just one? <laughs> a quick... This has, it has nothing to do with the plot, nothing to do with the characters, and entirely to do with my annoyance of shows that are filmed in Los Angeles and made by people who live in Los Angeles. And then they do things that make no goddamn sense. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Because yep. there is that opening sequence with Lucifer driving down the street, which is Hollywood Boulevard. He gets pulled over at Hollywood and Vine. I know this because the Capitol building is in the background. I know where this is. I'm there all the time. It's where the Pantages Theater is. I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Shoot, whatever. Sue me. Um, <laughs> so then he drives off after the, uh, after the officer lets him go, he drives off heading east on Hollywood. And then he pulls up to his club, which is at Hollywood and Highland, which is about mm, a mile west of Hollywood and Vine. Yep. And he comes in from the east. And I'm just like, ah! He comes in from the east. (laughs) He doesn't get anywhere on this virtual map. That must be so frustrating for you. Maybe (laughs) maybe that is the true experience of Los Angeles. Like, no matter where you are on Hollywood Boulevard, no matter what direction you're going in on Hollywood Boulevard, you will always end up in Hollywood Highland. That's true. Which is, actually, if you're going to place hell somewhere in Los Angeles... That would be one of the places to put it. Yeah. There are okay. also a lot of like freeway interchanges and I'm like, maybe LA is a little pocket dimension of hell. I don't know. You know what? I would actually pay for, I would donate to anyone trying to prove that theory. <laughs> Typically so. If anybody listening out there <laughs> is working on that, let me know. But, um, you know, I, I had no idea um, that was geographically impossible you could I mean, say would you? That- like if you if you don't know the geography of like that specific section of hollywood boulevard very right. well there's no right. reason that you would know that right exactly so i mean i was blind and now i see so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where to go from here they're like falling apart um <laughs> Yes. So that was my like very kind of off topic LA geography gripe. And it just like, I guess it drives me crazy because like these shows are filmed in Los Angeles. They are made by people who live in Los Angeles who know better. So why are they doing this? Like, was it really just like, because she was a musician, they wanted to have the Capitol Records building in the background, but then it's like, Mm. could they just have had him going West instead? I think it's just one of those movie licenses that you take when you're filming where you're like, we need the car to be going this way because that's the zoning we've got and nobody cares. Well, it's the zoning, but, but also like wrong. cinematically speaking, when you have characters traveling across the screen from left to right, you're implying that they are a heroic character. And when they move from yeah. right to left, they are a villainous character. And that's how you're framing them. There you go. See? But I just, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, if I could give you a hug mentally. I would. 
<laughs> it's fine. We can talk talk about something that actually matters and isn't just like mm-hmm. complaining about geography. So what actually mattered in this pilot was, well, Lucifer, really. I mean, I I left this pilot very much wanting to know more about Lucifer himself, the reasons why he's decided to take this vacay, how long he's been on this vacay, because it does seem to imply that he's been at it for a while. For, mm-hmm. for for at least a few Star years. Daddy to, yeah. 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 Enough for, you know, Sky Daddy to get mad. And we're calling him Sky Daddy because while it's heavily implied that it's following some sort of Christianic formula, you know, there's a God, there's a devil, there are angels. We haven't really, other than Amenadel, which is the stupidest angel name ever. <laughs> it really is. Um, right. Amenadel? Is it Amenadel or Amenadel? I don't know. I do not know how to say this character's name because I think I mean, it's it mentioned might as like well be once. Abysmal because <laughs> was it even said? I don't even know. It was said because I was watching with screen caps on, and he said it. He said it okay. at least twice. Uh, I mean, that's enough for me to write it down. So, um, Great. but it, you know, like how you know how when they're speaking so fast and your your speakers are really cheap like mine. Yeah, he might, you know, he really could have said anything. So, <laughs> which is why I was watching with subtitles. We'll, we'll go with a Menadel um, for this. Right. And I'm sorry, listeners, if we're saying it wrong, because you're going to scream right. at us the whole time. Right. They're just going to be like, ah, um, <laughs> they're just going to be in a rage. But um, so I would like to know more about what drove Lucifer to decide to take this to, to, to give up being Lord of Hell mm-hmm. in order to be a earthling playboy, which, you know, talk about a demotion. I mean, because at least when you're Lord of Hell, there's, a, I don't know, a purpose. Is Playing is piano and sleeping with chicks is something I feel like he really was already doing if, if Maze, or however you pronounce her name, um, was anything to go by. She did not seem reluctant to sleep with him. So if that's what demons look like and how they respond to him. I just don't feel like he was, you know, having a dry spell down there. (laughs) I think it's a little different. Maybe. I don't know. Like do demons have, do they, do they have sex the same way that humans do? I don't know. This is not something that has answered as of yet. And I don't know if they will. (laughs) Right. I don't know if they will. I don't know if I want them to. I don't know that that's where I was intending. Um, to go with this discussion but I have no idea how two demons would have in relations with each other <laughs> there yeah. we go I mean it, he definitely he, in this episode Lucifer definitely has kind of I wouldn't say a disdain for humans but he definitely is a little condescending that like they're mm-hmm. just so caught up in their mortal problems yeah and he's kind of amused by it and I don't know it feels like he's on his like European tour you know what I mean like back like way back yeah. in, in the day when when young men I think it was mostly I don't know if young women went on tours I think it was like a guy thing yeah um, no <laughs> but it <laughs> but it feels like it's it's like that but like sexy devil times where he's yeah. just like he's on earth to have fun and shirk responsibilities for a bit and do what he wants, regardless of what Sky Daddy has to say about it. 
Right. And that's where the show strikes a really nice balance for me is they're not trying to do any, they're not actually trying to do anything theological or say anything about religion itself. Really, Lucifer could be a stand-in for any, I mean, he's quite literally the Prince of Darkness of this, you know, like he could be any affable, disillusioned, young, rich man who needs a a personality makeover in the world. Yeah, Uh, it's just he happens to also be immortal. And he just also happens to be the literal Prince of Darkness. Yes, and have a gift for getting people (laughs) to tell him things. Right, right. So, I mean, not to dive into predictions, but I honestly, that's the feeling that I got, that we were on a redemptive journey. Mm of sorts okay well that was going to be kind of among my questions was like Mm -hmm. will he become quote-unquote better and do we actually Mm -hmm. want him to see that's a really good question I'm glad you asked that because I kind of don't yeah I mean he's 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 the problem with using this sort of metaphor to tell your young man fly straight story you know um is that he's the literal devil. And there's the part of me that it's always, and he does a really good job of combining charm with likability, with- A little hint of menace. Yeah, with that little hint of menace, that part of us that kind of wants to delight in wickedness, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that will always be there. Like I will always kind of want this character to be wicked. Just wicked enough that I can you know enjoy that but also just get it off where I don't have to like really question myself like you know what I mean <laughs> that's I think that's the perfect formula so you want to be bad, but not any, too yeah. bad to quote one of my favorite movies I would like to know that he could be wicked but he wouldn't always be wicked and <laughs> of green gables Oh, is this the like mm-hmm. 1980s one? Um, I think it, yeah, I think it was made in the 1980s. Okay. Um, Megan Fellows, Jonathan Crombie. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen uh, some of those once at a friend's house. No. Yeah. But I do love Anne with an E. I love Anne with an E. Um, but it is a crime of womanhood to not have seen all three of the I think I have well I think I missed the first like hour of the first one yeah because my friends were having some like marathon of it and I like popped in at one point and I was like I'm only gonna stay for like an hour because I've never read Anne of Green Gables so I didn't really yeah. have any emotional attachment to it and then I got really sucked in yeah they do a really good job but yeah. all jokes aside um but yeah no I, I I think that having grown up like surrounded by that like homeschool churchy circuit um yeah no it was a staple like if you hadn't seen it then you were probably going you were probably going to hell you know (laughs) I guess I'm going to hell (laughs) it's fine well I mean I've got a laundry list of reasons why I'd be going to hell based on various religions so I'm I've I've accepted this (laughs) you know Lucifer I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued by the fact that they're keeping it so 
like I, I don't know you know so like light they're like mm. keeping it about the you know his individual character journey but there's also a part of me that's just like I, I, but anytime you play with these characters and these kind these kinds of concepts especially since to so many people in the world they're not characters they're they're, they're genuine beings they are this theology is life or death you know mm-hmm. well there's a part of me that's like i i don't know how you tell a story like this without bumping into you know without you know being a bit of a bull in the china shop you know yeah well and i i will be curious because i know that this isn't necessarily based like strictly off theology and like christianity or anything like that but that it is based on a character that's introduced in neil gaiman's sandman series and Mm -hmm. then had its own like 70 some issue comic run with dc that was Mm -hmm. actually written by mr carey wrote the girl with all the gifts yeah um so it's like it's i like knowing neil gaiman like having seen like having seen and read good omens Mm -hmm. i know that he has a tendency to like take a lot of kind of like theological elements and then like just not use them the way that you expect him to yeah and i find that refreshing Mm -hmm. knowing that like neil gaiman has his hand in it or at least in the source material you know yeah i have Um, no idea if he's involved in the show at all yeah i was not paying enough attention to the credits just be honest with you neither neither was i but I, i will definitely like take a look at that because um that would make me a little bit more excited i feel but um yeah we'll see this it's funny because like this does definitely feel kind of like the 90s police procedural sexed up version of good omens <laughs> it does in a in its kind of campy way if yeah that makes sense yeah speaking of sexed up i yeah. i could not take seriously chloe when she was introduced um tb TV makers of the world. I understand that anytime a lead female is existing, that, that she has to be desirable. I, I, I understand that that is a rule we have made. But when she's um, a, a working detective, I, I just, the skinny jeans and, you know, that probably cost more than, you know, three people's paychecks and, the, the boots with the, the clacking heels and the the blazer that is fitted to perfection. Like nobody's work uniform looks like this. <laughs> Nobody looks like this in their work uniform. Like we, we're all in some- Maybe if you work at Vogue. Right. But we do I, not I, live right. was... in the world of the Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. I was just like, this detective is the best dressed woman on the street. And that just is not- that is just not reality. Mm-hmm. Also, her hair is laid. Her highlights are perfect. <laughs> yes. I mean, this whole show was very like, like I said, it gave me that kind of like 90s sort of buddy cop show feel yeah. and but much more like sexed up and much more glamorized. It it almost feels like I don't remember what network had this, honestly. I think it was Fox, mm-hmm. maybe. Um but it feels like it's a slightly older CW show. Yeah. In no, terms of actual like, look. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. That's so perfectly put. That's how it felt. I was just like, ooh. I, I, I just kind of needed the it all to kind of I needed the 
the aesthetics to kind of just grow up a little bit to be a little bit more grounded in reality well and I did have the thought like halfway through the episode and I just kind of like had a mental note of it as the episode went on that like I don't think there was an actress a single actress that we saw on screen that was above like a size two Mm -mm. like there was (laughs) zero size diversity like very little like racial diversity like there was some but like not yeah not much not great in this episode at least right yeah most of the racial diversity came from characters who needed to speak you know what I mean they're like we're making a point to show you a person of difference um yeah yeah no I would agree with that and it just kind of took me out like because I mean I live in LA so like I know that there is a stereotype that everyone in Los Angeles is stick thin, but it's not true. It is not because it's still America and America is um, not stick thin. Nope. I don't know if you've seen any of the health studies, but we, that is not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. I think that was a lot of my kind of like weird thoughts, notes on it. Yeah. Did we want to get into like questions predictions predictions, things yeah let's do it um so I I feel like this whole Palmetto Street case is not over yet uh the one that she that Chloe was like I thought there was more and everyone was like no this is open and shut and she kind of got like a lot of flack and now no one wants to work with her I definitely yeah. feel like there's like something way deeper going on. I don't know if it's like her department is involved in covering something up. Um, I don't know if like her ex might be specifically involved. It felt really weird with the drugs that were on the guy that shot Delilah and then also on Delilah that like, I don't know. There's a lot of like distrust going on of being like, did he yeah. plant these drugs? Is this like just them trying to like cover things up and be mm-hmm. lazy because it definitely it definitely feels like there's something there's something fishy going on with that palmetto street case and the fact that it got brought up multiple times in this pilot just went like made all oh, yeah. my little like radar signals go like there is something afoot here oh yeah now they've set it up as sort of like the catalyst that we didn't get to see off screen screen which is like driving her whole character so absolutely if we don't if this doesn't circle back around they've done i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to be calling people because um <laughs> that is like what are you doing you know but no absolutely they, they've set it up to be it's probably gonna be something that shows up in the final thrust of the season do you know yeah. what i mean like the big well that's that's exactly what i'm thinking that it's kind of like the last two to three episodes of the season are gonna be like heavily focused on this palmetto street case and it's going yeah. to bring a whole bunch a of big shit to light moment, you know? yeah it's going to be a big redemptive moment and mm-hmm. i think i'll put this out there that i think that dan will end up dying as a result of whatever happens uh dan is her her, her, her ex. ex yeah her okay. asshole ex see i have mixed feelings about dan because while dan came off fishy as fuck i mean sorry i will i <laughs> i will agree with you on that one he came in like he he was playing the corrupt cop i was like what um but then but that dynamic too was so weird in that yeah. first scene because it definitely seemed like he was like her supervisor and then you're like oh you're 
exes you have yeah. a child together and that's how you treated her at the crime scene right I was it was so I was just like man and that's ex- exactly what I mean by like you came in like don't trust this a-hole like um I don't but, good job you did it right congratulations <laughs> <laughs> you have succeeded um but also they did this thing hmm. between him and Lucifer that told me that there's going to be more development mm-hmm. along the way. Like it, there's, there's just a specific way that you have the ex fight with the new potential love interest, um, which we'll get to that in a second, but you have the ex fight with the new potential et, um, love interest that tells you a couple of things. If he's a complete dick, then they're telling you there's no way that this guy is going to be competition with this other guy. He's meant, he's meant to be a foil for how great this new person is. However, if he's not presented to be just, if he's not presented as a complete dick, but as someone who is understandably reacting with irritation or, or, I mean, honestly, if he's just not completely presented as a complete dick, then he's meant to be seen as a viable competition for the new love interest. And then you get that triangle thing happening. Mm-hmm. And for a character who came in so dickish, to just play it so safe during that in, that interaction with Lucifer, I was like, no, I think this guy's meant to be a viable competition for him. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's going to be an a, 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 an ensuing love triangle between Dan, Chloe, and um, Lucy. Lucy. Lucy boy. She's going to be torn. Mm, interesting. Tempted mm-hmm. by the devil. Tempt- literally tempted by the devil. Literally tempted by the devil, even though and, his powers don't work on her. Right. So if that's the case, I can see Dan being redeemed from his introduction. <laughs> like maybe it's possible they wrote the pilot and then they decided to like go other places <laughs> with his character. But like it's possible that he will be presented as, yeah, imperfect, but ultimately a good guy fighting for the good cause. And a contrast to Mm -hmm. Lucifer, who is not a good guy, not fighting for the good cause, and yet, and yet, seemingly perhaps better for Chloe than- See, and that's why I feel like I think the opposite is that like he, because like, if you look at it on the surface, like you have this character who is the literal devil. Yes. He's the literal devil. And we're going to see him be a very good demon and a very bad person probably Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's kind of where the arc is I mean like naturally going to be especially in American storytelling is him like becoming a better person so then the foil you need is someone who on the surface like a police officer seems like a very good person but actually isn't Mm. yeah is there a reason why they can't have it a, a bit of both ways network television (laughs) that's true (laughs) yes yes thank you for reminding me thank you (laughs) I like if this were if this show had started on like premium cable I feel like you'd get more Mm -hmm. nuance but because like not to knock network television because there's a lot of network television that I love but I do Mm -hmm. think that a lot of times because the networks are trying to reach a much wider audience than the cable networks there is a tendency towards less less nuanced storytelling which isn't to say that it couldn't happen I just feel like it's less likely to happen 
agree with that. Um, so speaking of Lucifer and potential to be a good person underneath all of that demon, hmm. I think that we are definitely going to be seeing, especially since he's going to be seeking therapy, the fact that he has given up his crown as Lord of Hell in order to have an extended vacation touring, you know, Lu- Lucy does Earth, um, <laughs> tells me that he is not just bored, but that there is something fundamentally unsatisfying about his previous existence. And potentially when existentially unsatisfying. Yes, potentially existentially. He, in his fight with um, Amenadel, um, Pepto-Bismol, he, <laughs> angel names be like that. <laughs> the angel guy. Right. In his fight with, uh, you know, Menadel, um, Yeah. They drove home the, the point hard that um, it's more than just him being bored. He, there's genuine angst, genuine anger between Lucifer and Sky Daddy. And um, a dissatisfaction with being told what his place is. And I think that that has to go deeper. It's not just someone, oh, someone told, tried to tell you what to do. No, someone tried to tell you who you are. And when that doesn't ring true, um, it chafes. And he's finally decided to do something about all that chafing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So with that in mind, I think that we are going to see him start picking, going from, I think that, you know, coming, coming here, giving up his post was the rebellion, right? And now you have to actually take it a step further and start digging up your own, like digging, digging inside, doing the internal work, you know, and trying to figure out who you actually are. And also unworking all of the things that you've previously thought and didn't even realize that you had bought about that identity that you said wasn't you. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think we're going to see him, him slowly realizing that like, no, I, I want to do good. And I like to do good on his own terms though, mm-hmm. because he is the devil. And I do hope that they remember that you've introduced a character who is delightfully wicked. And that is your, str- that is your strongest draw, draw, draw. Do you ever just like have a word on your tongue and it just will not come out, come out the way you want it to? All the time. Draw your strongest draw. So like, it would make a, it, I would hope that they would remember that and not, uh, you know, not stamp that out. I mean, we can hope for that. Cause I know even in that scene with the therapist, a, the first scene with the therapist, there was such a, at like an intense focus. Like he made a very big point to talk about how it's weird that Chloe isn't attracted to him because this is what he is. Like the attraction mm-hmm. is that he brings out that that like deep kind of carnal desire in people in 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 people now it's my turn (laughs) transferred it through the zoom um in peepers in peepers i do i do love the peepers peepers are great um Yes. So I hope that they will kind of like hold on to that because that that is where it is, is that like we don't want him 
like you said, we don't want him to be wholly good. We want him to have that that wickedness about him because that's what makes it fun. Mm. It's like yeah. watching, just watching someone be like, I'm going to go to therapy to figure out my shit. That <laughs> is not a fun show, I don't think. I mean, I mean like it could it, be depending on how you do it, but it was just like someone like legitimately in therapy being like, so I have daddy issues. Right. I mean, if somebody wanted to, if, if anybody out there is interested in watching someone go to therapy for their dad, daddy issues and that's it, well, then I'd be happy to take my life and you can all pay me to watch because like, <laughs> and then it will cover your therapy sessions. Exactly. I got to pay for this therapy somehow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that won't change. I will. So you, you've kind of mentioned it a couple times at this point. And I have a, a hope. It's not a prediction. It's, it's just a straight up hope. And I know that it is a, a futile one. <laughs> but I'm hoping that Lucifer and Chloe don't get together. Ooh, you know what? Same. But I feel like why, they will. Why are you hoping? Just I get so bored and tired of doing the whole like romantic pairing thing with these kinds of relationships like one of the things and I know you haven't watched it but one of the things that I really loved about elementary is that they never ever tried to make Sherlock and Jonah thing and that they just got to be like really good friends and really good partners and like be like family without being romantically involved Mm. yeah and I wish that we had more platonic deep relationships in media between people who could be attracted to each other Mm -hmm. i would agree they're totally gonna get together though yeah like it's i i don't know i don't i don't know that it would be a season one thing it feels more kind of like castly or like bones where like you have to have that romantic tension for a while and especially since like he's definitely going to be going around sleeping with a lot of people like there's no question about that that I, I don't I, I don't foresee that happening in the first season. Oh, me neither. I I would agree with you that it's I would I think that much like Bones and Castle to a lesser extent, a huge, you know, the first draw is Lucifer himself. He's hot, he's wicked, yeah, he he's t- you know, he's titillating. Um, and then there, the second draw is the romance. It's that will they, won't they tension. And if they're smart, they will hang on to that until the very last season, which I hate when they do that. But, you know, I, I understand why. <laughs> yeah, I do understand why. Because I, I, when I was in college, I got, like, obsessed with Bones at one point. Like, I was taking, funnily enough, I was taking a class on writing for television. And yeah one of my classmates was writing a spec of bones and I was like oh this sounds really good like let me check it out and then I went down a rabbit hole and watched I think there were five seasons at that point I watched all of them in like a week maybe two I just I went so hard on that show but the second they got together I lost all interest yep I didn't Mm -hmm. I like I wanted it for so for so long um 
they got together like a season after I started watching it, but <laughs> I, I wanted them to get together so badly. But then they, once they did, and I don't know if it was like the time jump that didn't help, but because there's like, a, they get together and then there's like a time jump and she's like super pregnant with their kids. And I'm like, yeah, this is weird. Um, yeah. But it just like all that tension just like snapped out of the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot happened behind the scenes yeah. on that show yeah. that created that weirdness and so there is that aspect of it but absolutely and not to criticize this show but with a lot of these shows that's because other than those other than that relationship there really isn't much there just isn't really much to the script or to the story you know um because if we wanted to see angels and demons fight well you know we could see it. We can watch we it. Could see it better, right? <laughs> we could see it. We could see it better somewhere else. Um, if we wanted to watch a procedural cop drama, we could see it, and we could see it better somewhere else. You know. Wait, and- there are procedural cop dramas. Oh my god! You don't know? <laughs> no. Why? Do I have a- god, are there do like I have news for yeah two or three hundred shows? <laughs> There's like, I mean, cop procedurals that you can invest your time in. That would probably be a lot more interesting than anything that is going to happen in this show. (laughs) (laughs) But But, they don't have the devil. mm -hmm. Yeah, but they don't have this character and that character. And they don't have the same romantic tension, so... Do you feel like they had romantic tension in this episode? In this episode, I saw all the clear setup for love interest. In this episode, they had more sexual tension than romantic tension. Um, You know, there was all that, you know, back and forth. I mean, there's a reason why I, 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 I mentioned Chloe when, you know, you were talking about like sexed up. They... And this is kind of a point of contention for me. She's very sexualized in the show. Yes. Like, just so, and I can tell you that off the pilot. Like, from the minute she stepped on screen, they let you know, this woman is sexy! And then... <laughs> and you're supposed you know, to think that she's sexy. And you're supposed to think that she's sexy. And you're supposed to know... You're just supposed to know that all the boys want her and and all the boys they, they have never, also seen her boobies. And all the boys, yeah, yeah. And then, then they let you know that her part of her, you know, tragic backstory is that all the boys have seen her boobies. And like it's just I was like, can this woman be for five seconds without you screaming sex at me? Like, what is happening? No. No. No, I mean, she has such like an intense backstory like they were I've I don't know what happened in this writer's room or network notes or what happened that they were just like, okay, so I know that you gave her a daughter. Now let's give her an ex make the ex the dude who's a dick to her in that first scene now also make sure that she was in a movie when she was younger. But make sure that not only was she in the movie, she was also topless in the movie. So it's like a whole She's thing. also a shameless slut. Apparently. <laughs> she's a scarlet woman. 
has a bad, bad her breast for the public. <laughs> she has had a child and is no longer in wedlock. Maybe never was in wedlock. It's unclear. It's very unclear. Um, and now yeah. she's off gallivanting and solving crimes with the literal devil. <laughs> with the literal devil. Uh, instead of being at home caring for her child and possibly her man who you know would still be here if she were less of a I don't know slut I mean it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like oh my gosh can you let up can you let up like please? two seconds please two seconds kick it on yes right this and then does, on the other hand they're also yeah. doing this thing because they you know because you know they think that they're super progressive right they're like no but we're not shaming her even though we're subtly shaming her at every turn um she's in fact you know she's in fact truly good and a beacon she's so good she's so she's such a beacon of, of goodness that she is changing the literal devil yeah you know we're just going to have that same old narrative of, you know, you know how to change it. You know how to settle a bad boy down. So, you know, find him a good woman. Not just find Something him a good one. Her. Good one. No. I'm failing my words now again, too. Okay. Not just a good woman, but the right woman. Right. Which woman. is such a, that is a terrible narrative to two people. Because I don't know how many people go through life being like i will take this broken man and i will be the one to fix him mm -hmm. is you're not gonna fix him sweetie and nor should you unless you are his therapist and he is paying you um just not this therapist not I that therapist <laughs> yeah don't also don't be sleeping with your clients that is a uh no i think that's illegal yeah we don't recommend that um but otherwise that is a job normally for his therapist yes and we highly don't recommend that you try and tame the literal devil it will not work out for you <laughs> yeah also he's immortal so like he's just going to be handsome forever while you get old and decrepit and die yes unless you die beforehand and he does something where you then become immortal yourself or he slowly starts to be ah okay so wild card prediction because no shit no. okay 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 no, no you knew this was coming because that is i mean that therein lay the problem of this type of story uh -huh. and these type of lovers one of them has either, to either become immortal or right yeah either yeah. one of them is becoming immortal or one of them is becoming mortal <laughs> um and in this case I feel like it's a little bit too CWE for her to become immortal. Mm -hmm. And this show really is trying to do a like one foot in adult and then the rest is campus hell. Um, <laughs> too true. Which, too true. Not, which is, yeah. Um, can, I, can I tell you a prediction that I have literally written down on my paper right now? Yes. Perhaps we thought the same thing. I wrote this down as a wild card prediction for the mm -hmm. series end okay. is that Lucifer is going to relinquish his immortality to be with Chloe. Yep. Bingo. Bingo. He's either 
going to relinquish it of his own free well, I mean either way he's going to make a distinctive choice mm-hmm. then he's going to be like okay you know there's no coming back you will no longer be you know you'll no longer be immortal you'll no longer be the literal devil I would be I have curious no to know what that cost is though right but I could see because there's been so there was so much like forewarning with his fight with Amanadel, where he was just like, you won't like it if you stay, blah, 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 blah. You know, I would love a war. Um, I think that there's also a possibility that the longer um, Lucifer is on this path, the more he's going to change. And I can't see them not playing with like his actual like metaphysical self Mm-hmm. as part of that metaphor you know like yes he's changing inside but he's also changing in body you know like martin mcfly is slowly fading away you know like yeah. um i'm trying to think of a good example oh. i maybe thought of one but it's from a book flux, right? <laughs> maybe his powers will start to flux or something mm-hmm. of that nature um but he's going to start to realize that his time with chloe is affecting him in all areas including his abilities it's entirely possible and i'm also i wasn't sure if you had any theories on like so lucifer's been away from hell for a while what yeah what is actually happening with all of the souls that he's just kind of like left to fend for them like what is happening in hell right now what is happening to these souls are the demons Um, just in charge is this like like when you are in like second grade and your teacher's like I have to go to the principal's office I'll be right back and then all hell breaks loose literally (laughs) I think that it's probably a bit like purgatory Purgatory. in the sense that Stan the assistant manager has been left in charge (laughs) (laughs) Stan the assistant manager or Karen the assistant manager Ooh, it's almost worse when it's Karen (sighs) I had this one assistant manager who, you know, it doesn't, that's a story for another time. It'd be too long. But like, (laughs) I think that, yeah, I think that it has, it it probably has started to resemble something like purgatory where everybody's just sort of stuck. They're not necessarily being tortured in, you know, a lake of fire, but like they're stuck. And then there was that also telling, do you know what happens when you're here? You're the Lord of hell and you're here what do you think happens to all those demons and souls? He seemed to be applying to me that they have the possibility of escaping. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the inmates coming to, to uh, you know, running free from the zoo. Um, they wouldn't be inmates, they'd be animals in that. <laughs> Mixing metaphors. It's Mixing fine. Metaphors. I love when that happens. Um, but It does um, seem like that is a, a very real possibility because yeah. then, that would also allow us to bring in some more like supernatural elements. Um, Because I mean, not that this first crime had anything to do with supernatural elements, but it did make me wonder if there are crimes that would be coming that would have supernatural elements and could then be tied to either demons or souls escaping from hell. You know what? That's very likely because when I'm thinking about the the partnership aspect of their relationship, because, you know, from my incoming knowledge, um, he continues to help her on cases, presumably. Because they're like, you know, from what I was understanding, they were like partners of a sort, you know, 
in that sort of bonesy kind of way where like obviously he's not a police officer but well that's why I kind of also said castle because like he's a writer and she's a detective so he's not like technically qualified right but but the police can consult with anybody they want to consult with um so but they also need to like obviously the show is going to take giant liberties with that (laughs) um but it's already taken giant liberties with plenty of things so (laughs) right but even so she needs like at least a, a reason for them to continue consulting with him specifically and if the crimes have some sort of supernatural element that would make sense why she would keep coming back to him. Yeah, especially now that it seems like she might be coming around to the idea that he is actually immortal. Mm-hmm. Right, having been shot. Yeah, I did think that was an interesting element of the show that like he never tries to like hide who he is or what yeah. he is. He's very upfront about it with everyone. But I feel like it's one of those things where like you tell people the truth and it's so unbelievable that they're like, they just kind of dismiss it or they take it as a joke until, you know, they watch you get shot a bunch of times and then you're in the hospital with no bullet wounds. Right. No, exactly. Like they take it the only way you can take someone being like, no, I'm the literal devil. Hello. Nice to meet you. You know, like what Mm -hmm. either this person is insane, joking or playing some sort of game. Yeah. Those are your three options when someone tells you that they're the literal devil. Yeah, you know, the fourth option that they're telling the truth, to, that's that's not even, it's not even on the quiz. Right. It's, it's not on the Scantron, does not right. compute. Right. Um, but he, you're right, like he couldn't be more obvious with it if he, you know, woke up and challenged her to a fiddle battle, you know, like it's just not, it's just, it's literally her own inability to believe the impossible that is keeping her from realizing the truth that is right in front of her, which honestly is the closest thing to a religious allegory this show has actually done. Because that's faith in a nutshell, you know? Your ability to believe in the un, the unseen. I really want to rec- recommend a short story to you, but I have to look up the information. I will wait here in purgatory until you do. <laughs> I guess for our listeners, I don't remember what it's called, but I know that it's a story by Ted Chang. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but he was the author of mm, The Story of Your Life. I think that's what it's called. I'm just going to butcher everything about this, but it's the <laughs> it's the collection of short stories. It's in the collection of short stories that the movie Arrival is based on. And there is one that has to do with like angel chasers. Mm-hmm. fascinating super weird and creepy but yeah. interesting but it has a lot of elements of that of like <laughs> seeing is believing <laughs> yes anyway back to lucifer <laughs> so so far okay lucifer is going on a redemptive arc um in his own fashion i don't think he's going to become like a sterling you know and we both think that he's going to give up his immortality specifically for Chloe. Yeah. Not uh, at the end of the first season, but probably at the end of the show. Yeah. At some point he's going to be like, but I love her. Um, three, there's going to be a lot of will they want the attention. Um, I think that Chloe is going to be doing her damnedest to resist the sexy devil, no pun intended, um, or pun very much intended. Um, but failing miserably, 
and actually keeping him at arm's length because then we have no show. Um. Yeah, well, and I think it's it's almost easy for her to keep him at arm's length because of who he is and what he does. Like, like I said, he's going to have a lot of like sexual relationships throughout the show, I presume. Yeah. And, you know, she's a single mom and a detective. I don't think that she would want to risk getting involved with someone that she knows just sleeps with like anyone. Yeah. And it's kind of bad news, you know, like yeah. he's, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. She but met it, him when he was a potential suspect. Yes. To the killing of Delilah, you know? But I do like that. I mean, I'll, I'll be curious to see if we ever learn why she is unaffected by his powers. But I do like that she's unaffected by his powers because then it does give them the opportunity to actually build a relationship that isn't affected by his his beauty, mojo his yeah his mojo his his general sexiness I you mean, know his like supernatural just, sexiness right i think you just described how one literally writes of a relationship for television you have super charismatic sexy man with beautiful woman and she's the one woman who just doesn't seem to be falling for his charms because mm-hmm. she can't in order for them to build a relationship that is based on something real the audience is to be to believe that they have that capability of building something real and there you go it's great it's wonderful it's peak cinema i mean not really but now i am curious on why chloe is unaffected and if there's a reason or if it's just like because they need it to be that way I'm sure they're going to tell us, they're going to provide, I'm, I'm voting that it's going to be some sort of metaphor. She's unaffected because she's seen the devil before, you know, like something like yeah. that. She saw the devil when she was three, you know, when she was a child, right? She was touched by a devil. I don't know. By an angel, you know, or some, an you know, something, yeah. um, or they, cause I'm like, I please don't literally just be like telling us an over-exaggerated version of she's just not like other girls. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Me has the sneaking suspicion though. Um. <laughs> I just don't trust shows sometimes to yeah, actually give really me answers. Yeah. Maybe it's all tied up in that Palmetto Street case. Right. Yes. Maybe, maybe we're going to get there. Maybe. Um, maybe. We both think that Dan is fishy. Guy. He's fishy. I think that he's going to be set up to be a role, part of one leg of a romantic triangle and that he's going to be a flawed, but ultimately good character. And you think that he's going to be used as a foil for Lucifer and be a character who's outwardly good, but then revealed to be bad news bears on the yes. surface. Yes. Whereas Lucifer is a character who is outwardly bad, but then is revealed to be everything you want and everything you need. But the still <laughs> wicked. A little but bit still, wicked. Yeah. 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 You can be, you can be more, you can be layered. We love, we love layers. We love uh, layers. <laughs> and like a parfait. <laughs> Like a parfait or an onion? Or an onion or a cake. 
Um, <laughs> I can go yes. for a parfait right now. Yes. The daughter that we've met is going to be cute. She's yes. going to bring Chloe and Lucifer closer together. She's going to melt Lucifer's heart. Yeah. They could not have said, look at this adorable child and look how much she's quickly bonded with this potential love interest. If they tried, like if they had shouted it. <laughs> so she's definitely going to be that precocious kid who like helps put bring mom and dad together, you know? Yep. Um, well, mom and Lucy together. Mom and Lucy. I, you know, I just paired my mom with the devil. I just felt like that was a good idea. I met him one I ship day. It. I shipped it. <laughs> um, I, God, that just, that just made me think of like, you know, how kids do those drawings of their families in yeah. media, which I don't remember <laughs> literally ever doing. <laughs> it's just like, it's like her mom and then her dad's like off on his own somewhere yeah. else. And it's like her and her mom and she's holding hands between like her mom and the devil. The devil. Yes. Gosh, I, I really that. hope that we get that. I really hope we do. Right. This is my family. Um, Concerned parent teacher conference. Um, can we talk about your boyfriend? Um, we're just worried that you go, he's not my boyfriend. He's just my partner. Right. <laughs> we're just concerned. Um, I, Amadel and Maze, what, what do we feel like is going to be happening with those two? I mean, Maze has to play a bigger role. Because she's in like, like one Lucifer. scene. Yeah. She's like her, she's like his right hand woman. Um, so I'm assuming I'm also actually hoping to sleep with him. What? I, I said and I and I maintain that she's also very willing to sleep with him. I don't see her liking Chloe that much. That she did not give me the energy of someone who'd be like, Oh, I love I want to meet your new girlfriend. I mean, yeah. I feel like she'd be kind of indifferent or just like not indifferent, but more, not like mad about Chloe in the specific sense, but mad about Chloe in the like, you need to stop getting attached to humans. Dumbass. I can see that. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I 100% expect that. But you're, all, I'm also like, I was like, she cool. had, a, she had some guy going down on her behind the bar when we meet her. She's also a demon. And like, I know doesn't really strike me as something that they're strong on so like the fact that like she is clearly going to be having sex with other people is almost like butter to me because like they make it so like she i mean she she followed this guy out of hell yeah i mean that tells you everything did you she have a choice her. it sounds like she does we'll see i don't know we'll but i mean obviously we only have the pilot to go on and i'm just we do. like it sounded like it, she sounded so proud of her decision to follow him and mm. so it's it very much sounds like she's devoted to him devout you know like if she were i mean she is i mean that's the perfect word she's devout and yeah but she could be devoted like an assistant is devoted yeah but this is also i mean i don't know I'm going back. I'm going to And maybe I'm she gonna, was kind of like, you know what? I'm also a little bored. Let's go wreak some havoc up on earth. And then she got there and was like, this is not what you sold me on, dude. <laughs> That's a possibility. But also, 
I'm gonna circle back to something you said earlier, which is mm. this is also network TV. Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> you have you have a sexy demon woman and a sexy devil man. I, I just don't see them having the the foresight to give her any other personality other than I'm devoted to you and I poss- and I want to bang you. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but she could also want to bang him without feelings being very involved other than like maybe she'd be mad about chloe because she'd be like okay well if he gets with chloe then there goes his open sexy times right but yeah i don't know i I do think that she i i do think that she's going to cause some problems on the surface but i wonder if it's going to be more involved with like she has expressed her, her displeasure at coming up to earth from hell and being a bartender. That is not what she wanted. So I could see her being a bored little demon on earth and causing some problems. Maybe finding some, some souls to bring up. Maybe getting involved in some other kind of crime. Like those drugs came up. Maybe she's the one that's creating the drugs. I don't know. We don't know. And I, I, I agree with you in the sense that like, I'm not getting at the fact that she genuinely loves Lucifer. Yeah. I'm not even, I don't even think she loves Lucifer. I think that it's going to be this very weird, but also simplistic and not thought through at all combination of possessiveness, devotion to their creed, you know, like we're demons. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that I, you know, the guy that I would have thought, you know, the guy that I followed from hell was like a badass, and now you're doing this thing. I don't get it. You know, like lots of jealousy in that. And now center. you're you're playing puppets with a little kid, right? And now you're playing puppets with a little babe, a baby. Um. <laughs> okay, Moira. I know. It's like my favorite. But anyway, you know, like so there's there, so there's jealousy. There's um there's a feeling of betrayal because she was willing to follow him from hell and now he's walking away from his designation and where does that leave her and the rest of you know them and so all of those things purgatory (laughs) right all of those things combined create a problem and i think that she's going to see that chloe is she's going to see that chloe is the source of that problem and she's going to decide to do something about it. And I do think that she's going to portray Lucifer in some fashion, whether Ooh, that's through. I like that. How that manifests, I don't quite know. But I think that she is going to get it in her mind that she has to save him from himself. And all bets are going to be off at that point. She has to save the devil. She has to save the devil. Yes. But will he be saved? Mm. Will he find Sky Daddy? Um, yeah, I think what that's a good Sky theory. Daddy will we ever see Sky Daddy? I think we will. Like, it, I feel like we will. Like, there's just been too much, too much mention of him in this first episode. I don't know when we'll see him. I don't know that we'll see him in the first season. Maybe, maybe because like there was the whole thing with Amina Dell, who was like. We're going to have a celestial war. We're going to have a war. And Lucifer was just like, yeah, bring it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Do we think this (laughs) war will start in this season? Or is it going to be like them having like, like brother fisticuffs and Sky Daddy has to come (laughs) down and be like, you guys are children. (laughs) (laughs) 
You think this is a celestial war? <laughs> this is a dance kinda, off. <laughs> you know what? I, I hope the latter. <laughs> Just because it's so entertaining. But yeah, no, because right now there's been a lot of like posturing. It mm-hmm. is Brother Fisticuffs. And <laughs> um are we I actually can't... just watching Frank of Ireland? <laughs> there was that, there was that little, um, that little um, hint that they gave, you know, because, you know, Lucifer's jealous because he used to be, you know, following biblical canon, you know, he used to be ah, the favored one. He's the fallen angel. Right. He used to be the favored one. So uh, is the real wild card that at the end he will ascend to becoming an angel. I know, right? I think that in some way, by the end of the season, he's going to, he's going to be blessed and highly favored. Um, he's going to be. <laughs> I loved how you said that. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, when you, the Christianese of it all, um, <laughs> blessed and highly favored. Um, yeah, pretty much though. I think that I don't think that he's ever stopped being Sky Daddy's one of Sky Daddy's favorites. Um, it's just that Sky Daddy is unnecessarily complicated because I mean it, it wouldn't be God without unnecessary complication. Um, and I think that there is going to be a possible there's the possibility for some role reversal between him and Amendel. Mm-hmm. because he 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 left him with that barb at the end of like you know you better watch out you know he he tends to do this to his favorite one better not cry daddy is coming to town <laughs> is sky daddy it's actually not. santa claus yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! No! Oh, <laughs> oh, I've never felt so blessed with my entire life, and like that is saying something. Uh, <laughs> golly! Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, I think that there is some potential for the the the. I was about to say the gooder, the gooder, the better Lucifer gets, and the more he works on himself. Amendel, in order to, in his pursuit of Lucifer, may start shedding some scruples. That is entirely possible. They might have a bit of a role reversal. Maybe he will become the fallen angel. Maybe that's why we don't know his name. Whose name? Amendel. That's his name. Is it Amendel? I know, but like what, maybe, I don't know. I'm pulling stuff out of my butt, I think. Oh, okay. I was like, (laughs) I was, I was literally sitting here like, what did I miss? Like, does he have a, is that a code name or, <laughs> no, I mean, no. it's very possible. Like, I feel like sometimes in fiction, when like people do something where they like betray someone or they like, quote unquote, fall from grace, um, they get a different name. Like Scar. There's no way that lion was born with the name Scar. <laughs> you don't know that. Darth Vader. That was not his name. You don't know that. I, mean, I do know that. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. He did choose the name Dark Father. I mean, rather, <laughs> rather um, bleakly, um, <laughs> considering that he had just like 
you know, lost his wife and his children. Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. Like maybe a man at all, if he falls, he will end up going by a different name that we do actually know. Belzebub. Maybe. It's very possible. And except did, did Lucifer already mention Belzebub and his, because Lucifer talks about the fact that he's gone by so many names. You know, he starts listing them at one point. I don't know. Maybe. Am I hallucinating? I swear he mentioned, well, there's, I mean, he, he legitimately could have, I might just yeah. not remember that specific moment. Okay. He talks a lot and he's very charming in the episode. That's fine. true. Yeah. I seem to remember uh, a, a, a stream of chatter where he was talking about the fact that like, uh, you know, the devil of many names, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And I couldn't remember which names he mentioned. Belzebub might've been one of them. But anyway, it's very possible that Amenadel. In fact, as soon as I heard Amenadel, I thought Belzebub. Because <laughs> I was like, are you going for that kind of it even has a similar sort of cadence mm-hmm. honestly i wish they would have just been like character name generator <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> what they did do they were like amenadel oh, angel gosh. give me a name right? amenadel <laughs> whatever it makes me like really nervous to meet any other angels we're gonna be getting like <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Exactly. She goes by Haley. Haley. (laughs) That's the kind of thing that Lifetime, like, you know, like Haley, she's an angel, you know, Haley, a play on Halo. Mm -hmm. That would actually be like tolerable. Um. (laughs) Or like the girl named Noelle who was born on Christmas, but she hates Christmas. But she hates Christmas. That's her secret. She's always angry. <laughs> she's oh. always angry. <laughs> when yes. she is angry, she turns into mistletoe. Right. Oh, my Lord. I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm, this conversation has gone off the rails. It really has. We really need to get it together. Do but you, anyway. Do you have other predictions, thoughts, ideas, whatever? No. No, those are my predictions for these. Cool. And Amendel. Amendel. Okay. Amendel possibly falls. Yes. Cool. I think that if not by the end of this first season, we're definitely going to see that he's shedding some scruples. Yeah. That there is a potential for him to fall. I'm down with that. I would agree with that. And I really hope he starts the war and it's actually a dance off. And Scott Please. Yeti comes to to grab their ears and be like, you're going into timeout. Right. Like, so when I said celestial war, I don't know what about that said skip rope, but uh, I'm intervening. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Agreed. Regardless, I'm curious to see what will happen. Me too. that's a wrap on this episode of what you missed on be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode 
You can find the show on Twitter at WYMO Podcast. You can find Kim on Twitter at KJOUR and Kate on Instagram at Your Story Unstuck. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.